Hi, and welcome to another episode of Coco in the Sun podcast. I am your host, Malaika Critchlow. And today, we're going to start off a new series called Storytelling. And what that will mean is once a week, in addition to our regular podcast, we'll do a storytelling episode um, to to be um, released every Thursday, I think. I think Thursday is the best day. Um, so, so we're going to start with Caribbean stories with this this first podcast of storytelling. And uh, the story I'm telling is from the book Mouth Open, Story Jump Out by Grace Hallworth. And uh, the name of the story is A Ball of Fire. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, here we go. Everyone knew that Nan Marie was a sukunya. She was an old woman who lived in the ramshackle hut on the outskirts of the village with nothing but her cat for company. Whenever she went into the village, mothers made the sign of the cross as she passed and men shook their fists behind her back. If there were no grown-ups around, children ran after her shouting, Nen Marie, you old Susie! Nen Marie, you can't catch me! So go and suck a cow for tea! But just to be on the safe side, every child wore a necklace of jumbie beads to ward off the evil eye of Nen Marie. As far as anyone could remember, Nen Marie had only been accused of the deaths of Farmer Michael's cow and the shopkeeper's dog. The cow had chased her across the field and the dog had barked at her heels as she left the shop one day. So when they died soon after, the villagers said that Nan Marie had put Malju, the evil eye, on the animals. Then, in one week, two mothers lost their babies. People were convinced that Nan Marie put Malju on the children because their mothers had not yet protected them with necklaces. The shopkeeper's wife began the rumor. The old witch had to lengthen her life, so she steal the children's soul. And a number of people swore that they saw a ball of fire near Nan Marie's hut late one night. In the village, feeling against Nan Marie was strong and bitter. It was so strong that word reached the priest that there was a trouble afoot and he paid a special visit to the mothers who had lost their babies. He spoke about a welcome in heaven for the innocent children and the mothers listened in silence. Uneasy about the mood, he preached a sermon on Sunday about the sin of bearing false witness. The congregation wore a mask of indifference but decided in their hearts to seek help elsewhere. When they left the church, all the pent-up anger of the past few weeks burst forth, and one mother cried, How many innocent children have to die before the old witch get her comeuppance? The shopkeeper's wife said, When it came to Malu and matters of that kind, the priest and them is no use. It is we who have to find our own salvation. They found a wise man, or Obia man, to, who agreed to come to the village. But he said, I can't promise you anything until I see for myself a skin without a body. 
and he began to watch Nan Marie hot at night. Some time passed, and then one day the Obia man met the villagers. There are signs and signs, he said, and I think that by tomorrow morning we should have proof. Bring me a bag of salt, a bottle of holy water, and a thick piece of wood from the Pui tree. Armed with all these things, he took up his night watch near the old woman's hut. At midnight, he saw Nen Marie leave her house and head towards a small wooded area where she disappeared from sight. A few minutes later, he saw a ball of fire shoot up from the copse and float away in the direction of the village center. Quickly, he ran along the path which led to the wood and began to search the area. Yes, there, partly hidden in the undergrowth, was a wooden motor. In it was the piece of evidence he sought, the skin of Nen Marie. He emptied the bag of salt over the skin, which began to writhe and writhe in hideous contortions. When all movement ceased, he turned the skin inside out using the pui stick. For he had to make sure that no part of the skin was left unsalted. Then he sprinkled holy water around the motor. He had barely returned to his hiding place when he saw the ball of fire. It hovered over the corpse for a few seconds before descending. Slowly the man walked towards the spot. There was nothing to fear. The holy water would render the sukunia harmless. There was no need for haste. The sword will render the skin useless. The sukunia was entirely powerless. He came on Nen Marie as she was struggling to get into her skin, but it had shrunk so much that it would not fit her. She tried it this way and that, and as the brine burned her, she cried out in pain. Skin, skin, you now know me? Skin, skin, why you burn me? Skin, fight with me? Skin, tight for me? Skin, skin, why you now go on me? It was no use. Gradually, her struggles became weaker until all her life ebbed away. As the clouds of the night parted to let the sun through and the cock crowed, the Obia man went to the village. He brought the people to the place where the old woman lay with the shrunken skin beside her. And ever since that day, the people of that village will neither lend nor borrow a motor. They say, it's not everyone who does use their motor for pounding breadfruit, you know. End of story. So just to be clear, that is a Caribbean story from Trinidad. And what a sukunia is, um, it is probably the best known of all supernatural beings. And whether she's called Old Hag, Old Heeg, or the Old Witch depends on the part of the Caribbean from which the story originates. She makes a pact with the devil, an exchange of human souls, for the power to change herself into some other form. Then at night, she, set, she sheds her human skin and becomes a ball of fire. In this form, she flies about and sucks the blood from human beings and animals by puncturing their necks. Before the cock crows and dawn breaks, she must return inside her skin or lose her power. Sometimes, she takes the form of an animal or may cast a spell on someone 
who also becomes an animal. So that's the story for today. I hope you guys like it and let me know if you want to continue with this series, okay? I hope you have a great day and um, a great week. And we'll talk again next week. Bye for now.